Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Happy Wednesday. Today is October 14th, 2015. I'm Michelle Pache, filling in for Jeannie, and I'm here today with Dr. Timothy Hayes. We warmly welcome you to the show, and thank you for choosing to be with us. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk with our host. We encourage you to call in with your comments or questions, allowing you to actively strengthen and deepen your practice. Now, let's welcome Tim in support of developing our inner process of Aramaic forgiveness. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for being here and running the switchboard for Jeannie while I'm going to sit in for Michael Rice, who um, is the person who's compiled this work for us. He didn't create this work, but he talks about how he was, um, he counts himself very fortunate to have discovered or rediscovered the work from the ancient Aramaic text, the Kaburis Manuscript. And he also discovered the same fundamental message in A Course in Miracles. And it's what he says is the only two places on the planet he's come across this yet. And what this is, is the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness, which has nothing to do with anybody else but allows me to go inside my mind, my body's energy system, and remove anything that's less than love. And when I do that, I end up much more easily being able to focus on my true nature, which is that energy of love, which gives me a sense of compassion, Joy, creativity, aliveness, flexibility, strength, energy, and some would say paradoxically, peace and calm and restfulness. But that's a state that we can only hint at with our words. And the truth of it is, it's an experience that we're trying to move toward with all these words, with all the Internet shows, with all of the tools of forgiveness. None of it is the goal. The goal is the present moment experience. It's an ongoing living experience of being consciously aware of my true nature and directly able to access the benefits of staying in that conscious awareness. And what that looks like is different for every person. 
And the tool for doing that that is made available through this Internet show is it's called the Reality Management Worksheet, and it's available at www.whyagain.org. And if you go to that website and click on the link that has the red and white bullseye near the center of the page, It'll take you to a page where you can download Chapter 24 of Michael's book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again, where he describes this process of the worksheet, and the core of the worksheet process is the ancient Aramaic tool of forgiveness and removal, canceling and dismantling that which doesn't belong in my system. And also on that page you can download the most recent version of the Reality Management Worksheet process, and you can click on a link that will let you download, I believe Michael says now, 16 different hours, different audio files of one hour each where Michael or Jeannie or someone has stepped live callers through the process. Somebody calling in saying, I've got this problem, I've got this emotion, I've got this physical pain, I've got this thought that is uncomfortable. I've got this pattern in my life and relationships which is not pleasing. And then how can I use this tool to feel better about it? So not only is the tool available free and a written description from Michael's uh, chapter 24 of his book available for free, but hours of audio of how-to, and each audio describes or, or teaches from a different person's perspective what they need, which aspects of the process are easy for them or difficult for them, and it's a wealth of information for anybody who's interested in learning and then mastering this tool called forgiveness from the ancient Aramaic process. And our purpose for being here is is kind of goofy, actually, when you stop and think about it in today's world. Five days a week, creating this space and putting it out there for free to simply teach people a tool that's one of the most, if not the most powerful tool I've learned in 41 years of living life and doing therapy and getting a degree in clinical psychology and a license to practice, etc. And we're giving it away for free. Now, it strikes me as odd. Of course, I really like it when people do that. I like it when Gary Craig created a technique. He spent thousands and thousands of dollars to be trained in energy techniques. And then it just kind of came to him that, you know what, this could be a lot easier and and he did it, and it worked really well. And then he got the guidance to just put it on the Internet for free. And he put up an 80-page PDF manual that people could just download for free. And Michael Rice has done the same kind of thing. And Robert Smith has done the same kind of thing. He, he, he learned what Gary Craig put out there for free and studied it and studied a lot of other therapy techniques. And he got the guidance that it could be even more simple and slightly better with Robert Smith's personal take on it. And he put hundreds of videos 
on YouTube for free. So that's what we're doing here, oddly enough. We're taking one of the most powerful and effective tools we've run across for changing our lives for the better, and it's a tool that any individual who can read, <clears throat> and at this point it's in English and it's in Spanish and I don't know what other languages that the actual worksheet process itself is in translated into, but the book is available in a variety of languages. And Michael is just putting it out there for free. And not only is he putting it out there for free, five days a week he's rearranging his schedule so he can be here to coach people in its use, to refine and strengthen an individual's ability to get benefit from this powerful tool. So I like that. That's the kind of thing that, you know, when I teach a class, I'll teach a class on EFT tapping. And every resource that I include in my handouts is something where people can go and get great benefit for no money. I won't promote somebody who's out there trying to make money off of people in a layer upon layer fashion. And that's not to say that there aren't some really valuable things out there that are worth the money. It's simply to say there's a lot of stuff out there that gets to the core of how we tie ourselves in knots mentally, physically, and emotionally that people can do for themselves with support or without to dramatically improve the quality of their lives. And that's what this show's about, and that's one of the reasons I'm very glad to be here. And I'll say, um, I'll take a breath and ask if there's anybody with a hand up or anybody in the chat room. Michelle? Uh, there's a couple people in the chat room, and um, I'm clarifying a comment uh, right now. Nobody with a hand up, but I agree with you. I'm I'm glad to be here and glad to support the process for myself and others. Uh, let's see. Donna in the chat room said, Dr. Tim said something about it's kind of goofy, and I'm smiling as I type. And uh, she said heart healthy for her, uh, that she chuckled. Actually, um, I uh, got triggered by that word myself. I'm like, goofy? No, uh and then you went on to explain, clarify what you really meant. But it's funny how that uh, word resonated something different, something maybe more negative. Well, let's look at that. That's a great thing to jump off on. So we had our support group last night, and it's uh, in Woodstock, Illinois. It's a mind shifter support group. We watch an hour of some kind of a video. Ninety-eight percent of them are Dr. Michael Rice and a few others I've woven in over the past nine or so years I've been doing this work that I consider highly relevant to the process and an aid to accomplishing the work of forgiveness and using the reality management worksheet process. And last night we had one of our members who implored me to bring a Robert Smith video and show it. And so we watched for a little over an hour Robert Smith 
talking about doing faster EFT tapping <clears throat> and tapping away resentments, guilts, shame, anger, all of these energies, releasing and letting go, very similar to the process of canceling a goal. And in that course of that work, he was talking with a, a, a mature woman. She was, you know, decidedly over 50. And she was talking about her history and her life that went back to as early as five years old, nine years old, and teenager, the three different times that they were tapping on. And Robert Smith was identifying, as she told her story and as they tapped, patterns in her thought and in her relationships that were established very early in her life and that clearly had been established by her mother and probably grandmother and great-grandmother, etc., and in the course of his work, and then in the course of our discussing it around the table after the video was over, Robert Smith used the term victim, and I used the term victim several times as a way to explain a pattern of thought that we create that's completely false and as a way to highlight the idea that there is no such thing as a victim, there are only volunteers, and we are creating all of the pain and suffering in our lives physically, mentally, and emotionally in one way or another, either by our choice to get into activities that are unhealthy or by our choice of how to react to a traumatic event that happens in our lives. And that if we have the tools, like a tool like responsibility, and a tool like the Reality Management Worksheet or the Forgiveness Process, it is possible for us to dramatically reduce and some would say even eliminate our suffering, all of our suffering, and a vast amount of our pain. So in that discussion, when it came time to ask who would like to do a worksheet, one of our members said, I want to do a worksheet because... You, Dr. Tim, said a word that you know you almost never say, and you said it numerous times tonight, and I'm thoroughly triggered by this word. One word was the subject of the worksheet. One word, which isn't a real thing. It's a set of vibrations that get set up by my vocal cords and if someone with the ears to hear it is close enough, it can stimulate the, the actual the bones in their ear, the stirrup and the cochlear bones and the eardrum and, and stimulate nerves so that they access their own beliefs, their own thoughts, their own emotions, physical memories associated with that stimulation that we're calling a word. One set of vibrations set out from my mouth and 12 or 13 other people in the room and only one person had the content get stimulated that was upsetting or negative. And based on one simple set of vibrations. And it's a fabulous example of what happens every time I'm upset by anything ever. I am never upset about anything outside of me. I am always 
and forever only upset about what's inside of me. I'm feeling the energy of upset because it is in me. I'm accessing thoughts, memories, beliefs, physical memories, emotional sensations, and physical sensations that have been stored in my energy system. And it may not have been stored by my time on this planet. It might have been something that I inherited with a combination of energy and genetics. I call it energetics from both sides of my bloodline. That's the only thing I will ever have upset about. I will only always and ever have upset about the things I carry in my mind-body energy system. So, perhaps those vibrations have triggered some thoughts or reactions from somebody, either in the phone queue or in the chat room. Uh, It has. Susan's on the um, phone here. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the show. Hold on. I'm not hearing Susan. I had to get unmuted. That's okay. I had to get through my, um, you know, my password and my screen, and then I had myself muted, all that good stuff. Um, Oh, my goodness. I'm going to send that to voicemail. Somebody's beeping. Uh, Dr. Kim, explain a little bit more. So you've got a word that's in the subject of the trigger of the um, the trigger for the worksheet. So how does that look like the goal? I mean, I don't know that I have ever done a worksheet on just a word. That's interesting. Well, in, in, in this situation, I she was going to put herself as the subject in 1C. You know, the worksheet begins and it says, I... In 1A, I, Tim Hayes, who am love, feel this energy. And the energy is the emotion. Okay. And then and then it says, whenever I'm feeling an emotion less than love, it's my mind tricking me. Right? Cool. I'm just trying yep. to lay this out I, for the. For, I'm, I'm just trying to lay this out for the people who might be listening to this radio show and don't have uh, a worksheet in front of them. And then the worksheet okay. says, hostility and fear, when they're active in my life, are telling me that my mind is off base, and it creates a lie. And the lie that my mind is telling me is that somebody else, one C, or something else, one C, is causing my upset. So. She wanted to put herself in 1C because she got triggered when I kept using the word victim. I coached her to say, Dr. Tim is 1C. And what Dr. Tim did was use the word victim multiple times in the discussion. So she was doing a worksheet with some resistance. She didn't like the idea at first that I would be the trigger, where I was the trigger. That's funny. Okay, so I thought you were the trigger too, but I understood when I was listening that you were saying that the the word was the trigger. So did you do another one with the word being the trigger, or did you just do Dr. Kim as the trigger? Well, the, the, the content is that the word got mixed in there because it's the word I was speaking. Okay. And so it was a little bit, 
challenging. So, you know, this is great. You have the question. Some people in the group last night had the question. Okay. And even the person doing it had the question. So that if we make this is the issue, Dr. Tim is saying this word multiple times, and I'm feeling this energy that I don't like, then what do I set as a goal? And that was a challenge, and, and it triggered even more upset for some people. So in 1A, the person put their name and their emotion was anger. In 1B, and we have them breathe and soften, and then we have them understand that whenever they're in anger or fear, it's their mind creating a lie. And the lie that their mind created was to tell them that Dr. Tim used the word victim a lot in the discussion tonight. And the thought they used to create their own anger in 1D is, I hate it when people play the role of victim. So here's a person who had anger in them get triggered by someone outside of them using the word victim, and the thought she had is, I hate it when people play the role of victim. So she outlined her her punishment thoughts, and then we went down to Choosing love, focusing on the energy that can do the healing for us. And then we went down to what's the goal. And this was confusing. And so I said, remember, Dr. Tim is the trigger. What would it be that if Dr. Tim said or did this instead of what he did would make it so we wouldn't need to do this worksheet? And we came up with something like, my goal is for Dr. Tim to talk about healing, love, responsibility, empowerment, and positive steps for change. See, Tim, that seems um, in almost in conflict. <clears throat> it seems like her goal would have been more along the lines of, um, I want to take responsibility for my life, or I, you know, I prefer that other people take responsibility for their life. Because if the trigger is the victim, even though we put you as the um, perpetrator, so to speak, the trigger, the the one C. Then all right, okay. So so don't overthink it too much. So don't overthink it yeah. too much. What you're saying is absolutely true, and that would be another beautiful worksheet to do. When I'm doing a worksheet with people in the group, I keep trying to tune into what's the energy that's up in them right now. And then I try to align that with whatever they can describe for me about their conscious awareness. She was aware of my saying a word multiple times that I don't usually say. She was also aware of the word anger or the emotion of anger in her. So when I coach people to go through a worksheet, one of the things I do is keep trying to tell them, make sure you line up the emotion you're feeling with what you think the triggering thought, person, or event was, and your thoughts, so that when you come to make a goal, it directly lines up with the emotion you're feeling, the triggering event, and the thoughts you're using to create your emotion. Now, what you're trying to talk about, Michelle, from my perspective, which isn't the only one, and it's not the only right one, but from my perspective would be another wonderful set of worksheets. And as we talked about as she went through the worksheet process, she clearly has more work to do about the role of victim and hating 
people and hating victims, etc. Yeah, I, I was just trying to focus on this worksheet where she said, when I heard that word victim coming from you, Dr. Tim, and you never really say that word, it triggered my anger. Right, and where you're it, usually affirming. And so in order to wipe that out, in her conscious logical mind, if Dr. Tim had simply talked about loving, healing, responsibility, positive steps for change and empowerment, I would be all on board with that. And if I had said, in her mind, if I had said all of those things, then it wouldn't have resonated all of her rage about the word victim. That all of her rage that's attached in her mind to somebody using the word victim or playing the victim role. Now, when this happened, the person doing the worksheet, when I suggested that goal, they said, that's lame. <laughs> the, first time, the first time I suggested the goal, she said, that's lame. And I said, okay, what would make it less lame? And she added a couple of words. She still didn't like it. But she added a couple of words and we moved on. Now, I don't really... I, 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 my investment is in results. And the, the end of these worksheets, when I keep my alignment with anger and, or I'm sorry, with the emotion I'm feeling and what I think is the trigger and the thoughts I'm using to create my emotion and the goal, when they're all lined up, I get a much more powerful benefit from the worksheet process. And as my grandmother used to say, the proof is in the pudding. And this was a very emotionally charged worksheet for this person and the group last night. And we ended up doing some tapping to help her disperse some of the energies around it so we could finish the worksheet. And so however it might not line up and look so good from one person's perspective or another, it got a lot stirred up for her. And that's the only point in my mind to these worksheets, that I tap into this upsetting energy so I have direct conscious awareness of it, so I can bring it to that conscious awareness in the space of love and let the energy of love heal it. I've then removed from my energy system that which has been distorting my perception and generating my negative emotions. Tim, that's pretty consistent with um, how our group um, does it as far as Tony's uh, way of facilitating because I will always go in there and intellectualize it and he will always coach me to just go with that first thing you just said even you know because I, the first thing I say and then I can you know come up with more and try to find the perfect set and um, I, I I do have the experience of getting results even when it, at first blush it might not seem to fit and like this lady last night right her hydra and then she's got this other victim seat and it sounds like it worked out. Because, um, Susan, when you first asked your question, um, I was thinking about the goofy thing, and, and you're right, my first no is Tim. Tim disrespected Michael and the work, so don't use that bad word. Well, just because I disrespect <laughs> Michael doesn't mean you have to get upset. That's right. Well, there's no there's no ripple of laughter. Where, where where's the laughter? 
I'm, Cue the I'm laugh right, track there, Michelle. I'm the mute. I'm, I'm at the muted. Part. Oh yeah, that was good. That's right. Thank you, Susan. Good save. It was a mute. Uh, so, so the idea is, even if I was right, listen. The idea is, even if I was actively disrespecting Michael, that's not causing your upset. So, even though. I might have been saying something rude or disrespectful to Michael or the work. The purpose, or I'm sorry, the value you could take from that would be, oh, wow, I've got this charge of upset or defensiveness that I didn't know I had until Dr. Tim said that phrase. That's the power of this work. So... I can get triggered by something really innocent that someone says or does, or even something very positive that someone says or does, and I can get triggered by something someone says or does that's really intended to be hurtful, that's very disrespectful, that's rude, that's immoral, that's illegal, and I can learn and heal from all of it if I keep the focus inside myself. I agree. So so the point there, Michelle, would be to make a note, if it were me that got triggered by that, I would make a note to do rounds of tapping and or worksheets on that upset that got triggered in me, even though I found out, oh, Michelle wasn't really dissing Michael. Whether or not Michelle was dissing Michael is irrelevant to the upset that got triggered in me. I brought that with me into this meeting, and this series of events revealed it to me. Now I can either reject it and with it reject the lesson it has for me and reject the gift or I can accept it and work with what's revealed inside me that doesn't belong there that I now have the capacity to dismantle. Now, I know Michelle knows that, and I know Susan knows that. I'm saying this for the audience that may have tapped into this show, and it might be one of the only shows they're listening to. All of our work is about the inside job. Everything, when I look out through my eyes, when I hear things through my ears, my mind wants to tell me that that's about the outside world. And only the tiniest fraction of what's hitting my senses is even registering in my mind. So it's not all about the outside world. It's about what's getting stirred up in me from those sights and sounds and physical sensations. And if it's anything unlike love, it just tells me, oh, Tim, you've got more work to do. Because, Tim, you said one time that your goal was to be of like mind with Christ. Your goal was to be loving and help helpful and live up to the example your parents set for you in life. So if you're feeling angry, hurt, scared, frustrated, confused, shamed or guilty, that must mean you're making an error. That's amazing. That that, that almost sounds like the goal that I have for you in my mind. What would I'm that thinking be? What, what, um, every everything you just outlined is, as far as you know your 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 flawlessness, and so then, you know, if there was that little hint of 
using this goofy or a way that you're gonna you're gonna say something you know um, negative, then you know that, that's what I realized. I have to cancel my goal for you to show up as flawless, perfect. Well, I've had people in the past tell me, oh, you're such a role model, and I say, that's missing the point dramatically. It's not about Dr. Tim. It's not about Michael Rice. It's about the work. And we were talking about this on the show yesterday or the day before, that the only real difference between me and any other person on the planet that's ever lived here or ever will live is the ability or or the the degree to which we realize we're all the same. So every time I... What? Go ahead. Well, that's what I was sharing with you, that, you know, I recognize that. Just canceling my goal because we are all a work in progress. Yeah, and anything that shows up in my mind that seems to indicate different is a hallucination. It's a trap. It's like one of my favorite definitions for namaste comes from Ramdas, and he wrote it in one of his books. I think it was in Grist for the Mill, but he said, here's a way to think about what they're trying to communicate when they say that word, that greeting, namaste. I honor the the place in you where the universe resides. I honor that place in you of light, of love, of truth, of peace. I honor that place in you where when you go to that place in you and I go to that place in me, there's only one of us. Namaste. That's a that's a powerful example in my mind of how if we aren't from a culture, we have almost no way of understanding the meaning of their words. There's a short paragraph that's just hinting at what's meant by the single word namaste in greeting from a different culture. And the depth, the richness, the beauty of the experience of namaste can't be communicated even in that paragraph. It's an experience we have to step into. And it's that experience that all of this work is about. If I keep doing enough worksheets, I create more and more space in my mind throughout the day where I can be in the presence moment and have direct access to that truth. My true nature is the energy of love, which gave rise to everything in existence, including you and all of your behaviors. And when I can be in that space of that awareness, I have an experience that's beyond words. And that's the point of this work. Because from that space, it is impossible for me to do anything aggressive, anything nasty, anything hurtful, anything insulting to anyone in any way.
thoughts, comments, answers, questions? Well, um, actually, earlier I was thinking, too, you know, all these amazing um, qualities that I I see in you um, and, and how you role model and your insights and et cetera, that's because, you know, I've got it. You can spot it if you got it. So it goes, it, it, I understand, it goes both ways, Tim. Okay, so try to look at it this way. You're describing that, that you're seeing these qualities in me. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to point out to you is you're not seeing them in me. You're seeing them in the application of the work. Just breathe into this. Breathe into this. Watch mm-hmm. any defensiveness that wants to come up. Watch any ego identification that wants to come up. Breathe into this. What you're seeing is not these qualities in me because the me is the image in your head about Dr. Tim, the tall guy without hair who walks funny, who's got this degree, who's in Illinois, who's got some groups. That is the image in your head that we're calling the me. And what you're seeing is not qualities I have. What you're seeing is the power of principles that I can get access to when I submit to be taught by the power behind the principles. We don't master principles. No one's ever going to master love. No one's ever going to master compassion. These things are energies. These are potentials. These are webs or matrices of connection that go beyond anything that can be possessed. But if I make myself subordinate to this greater power and allow it to question or help myself question everything I thought was true before I came into contact with it, and I allow this greater power or the principle that it represents to teach me, then in that moment when I'm being taught, the power behind the principle loans me some of its power. And I can stand in the flow temporarily in that presence moment. But it's not me, the image you have in your head of me, doing any of that. It's all of that me got busy and got out of the way so this other wonderful, beyond words, loving, inclusive, compassionate, creative, joyful energy can express in the presence moment. That's what you're getting. And then that other part of what you said is actually absolutely right. When that's happening and you've gotten enough of you out of the way, you can recognize it because you have access to the same principles and the same power behind the principles. You can, you can learn from those same things just as I am learning from them in each moment. And just as that core I in me is the same as the core I in you, 
yes, then that resonance happens, and that's how you can recognize it, because it is who you are as well, because there is no separation. Have we used enough words to confuse enough people? <laughs> mm. Well, I want to clarify something, but there's somebody with a hand up, and they've been patient for a while. So um, well, let's see. Um, let's check with this person first, and, and we'll go from there, if that's okay. This is area code 678. Hello? Hi, who do we have calling? Uh, Donna, Georgia, from Georgia. Oh, hi, Hello, Donna. Donna. How can we help you and support you? Um, I have a question about the worksheet. The um, On number 1D, um, I just choose to be clear about this portion. Uh, All right, so just to be clear, I have a worksheet in front of me that's the most recent version, and it says 1D. The truth is, the truth only, is my only my thoughts, thoughts cause me to feel. Is that the same yes. worksheet you're working with? Okay. And what's your question yes, from that that's one? Correct. Okay. Um, when I'm doing the worksheets, I've I've just discovered the work, so I choose to make sure I'm, you know, doing this to get the highest uh, benefit from it. And sometimes I I find myself um, I go and it's these memories uh, from D and also. Um, of when these things actually came about, some of the memories. And also, when it says, and I go through the entire worksheet, and now let's jump forward to number 6C, where it says, I ask to be shown a time when I have not fulfilled number 3. Now, my question is, is it possible to go through all of this and have all these different memories um, at the same time, as I write down, I'll, I'll jump back to 1D. As I write down, and this one I did after listening to Erica, the tape from Erica in the archives, it says she doesn't need anything anyway, and which is really me. And it just took me to those memories of when I was child, when my mother was child, and... It just pretty much lines up with one e what I find myself doing to me, so am I on the correct path with this portion of it when those i don't mean I still do the worksheet the rest of the worksheet also all right so i'm I'm not following you yet, so hold on a minute number okay. one d in the worksheet says the truth is only my thoughts cause me to feel, and then the worksheet right. cautions me to breathe. And then it yes. says, the thoughts that I use to create my feeling in 1B, and I want to make sure if I have more than one feeling for this story, I use a separate worksheet for each feeling. Yes, that's correct. So then this is here because in this work we observe that my thoughts create my emotions, and my emotions are simply shadows of my thought. If I sit and think thoughts, of a happy time and a happy experience in my past, it literally creates the energy in my brain 
that stimulates the release of other energies. They're called neuropeptides. They float through the bloodstream. They land on different cells that have the appropriate receptor site. And those energies or chemicals tell my body how to respond, how to react, how to feel. So if I choose thoughts that have a sad energy to them and hold on to them long enough, I begin to feel the emotion of sadness. In the middle of feeling sad, if someone comes along and reminds me of one of the most joyful, blissful times in my life, and I let my thoughts go there, and I pour the energy into that, I literally begin to feel the joyful response. Even though... I was, you know, moments before in a deep sadness. Exactly, and yes. Then, and then if I shift my thoughts back to the sad thoughts, I will have the physical sensations of sadness again. That's what this part of the worksheet is about. So I can get okay, clear on, for this worksheet, what thought am I using in this worksheet? Last night the woman was feeling anger, and we asked her to be clear about What thought was she sitting with, consciously or subconsciously, that just kept hammering away that the more she thought it, it created the energy of anger? So what is your question about 1D? Um, It would be helpful if you had a specific worksheet where you had the specific emotion in front of you. Yes. um, The worksheet was first. I have the worksheet in front of me now. It's... Frustration. I feel frustrated. All right. And then what's the thought you were using in 1D to create your emotion of frustration? The thought I was using is... (sighs) I'm breathing. She doesn't need me. She doesn't need it anyway. She doesn't need me anyway. Notice the energy in you when you say that after your deep breath. Yes. Is it an angry or frustrated energy, or is it more of a sad energy? Uh, More of a sad. I would agree. I felt more of a a resignation or a sadness there. Yes, more of a resignation. There there will be part of the problem in this worksheet, because the thought... The thought that you have listed there would be good for this trigger and this incident, but the emotion would be different. It would be the sadness or the feeling of loss or resignation. Okay, I'm writing this down here. Okay, got it. So in this worksheet where you have frustration as your emotion, what thought could you have about the object of your attention, and the incident or interaction between you that you wrote about in 1C, what thought could you use that would generate that emotion of frustration? Wow. Why doesn't she just listen to me? Okay, so Okay, so there's a question, just put it in a statement. She doesn't listen to me. Right? Uh, yes. So 
So if you put that there, if you keep thinking, she's not listening to me, and you keep pouring okay. energy into that, okay. obviously you want her to listen to you, and she's not listening to you, and that would ge- that'll generate that emotion of frustration. Okay. Irritation, anger, whatever flavor word you want to put on it. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. Now, if you move down to three, and okay. you want to... What's your exact goal? What was the goal you had written in this worksheet before you started talking to us? To just acknowledge me and listen. Well, okay. So interestingly enough, your goal is more in line with the thought that we just came up with than the previous thought you had in there. Yes. Now, I don't know anything about what the interaction was or who this person is, but you might also say in the goal, if there is a, you know, an outcome that you would want, a positive outcome you would want or you would hope would happen if this person would listen to you, you could also put that in the goal and it might help you get more out of this. Oh, yes. Thank you. I'm writing it. Yes. So so, so let's say that I'm, I'll, I'll use a real-life example with one of my sons. And he's spending more money than he makes. And I'm trying to tell him about good money management. And so my worksheet is just like yours. It's my son who's the target. I'm feeling frustration. And my thought is, he's not listening to me. And then my goal would be, I want him to listen to me and apply these financial management tools so his life is better, so he has a financially secure future. Now that's not necessary. I can still get, you know, good some good results if I say I just want him to listen to me. I've got all this wisdom as his father and he's not listening to me. And I can get one result and it probably a pretty good result in that worksheet. However, if there is a specific instance where I want him to listen to me to get this result of financial security in his future, I should put that in my goal as well. It will be a richer experience in in my process. Because okay. the brain cells, the beliefs, my past experiences about financial woes and worries that are feeding my frustration, they'll get accessed better when I put that in my goal. Okay, so listen to me and make the payments on the truck and the insurance. That's actually what the that's what it is. Listen to me and make those payments and pay the freaking insurance. And 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 to what end? Why do you want this person to do that? Because that's their job to do it. They're supposed to do it. But when they that's do the that, then, then then what's the positive result for them? Um, their credit is good. Their credit score is good. 
Yeah. So you could say instead of, you know, make the payments, make the frickin' insurance payments, et cetera, with that angry energy. This is a space in the worksheet we want to keep it more loving if possible and okay. very positively yeah. stated. So you could say, yeah. listen to me, make the payments, right, and okay. and stay protected. Okay. Right? You like want that. this person to be safe and protected. Yes, that's better. You're trying to look at their best interests. You yeah. want things to go well for them. You want them to have insurance coverage. You want them to maintain their truck. You want them to have good finances. So yeah. listen to me so you can have a better life. Okay. I like that. That that did change my energy also. Yeah, listen to me. Make the payments. So your life goes better. I mean, you could say it that way or you could say specifically so that your credit score is good or so that your insurance stays intact, so that you're protected, any of those things. Okay, thank and, you. And then when you go to cancel that very positive and loving goal, it will access different parts of your mind and you'll get a different result from this worksheet. Thank you. And then you were jumping down to 6B. I'm sorry, 6C. Yes. And 6 and 6C helps me tap into a time in my life where I didn't make good choices responsibly, leave myself yeah. well protected, listen to someone <laughs> who was wiser than me. And when I get to be aware of that, it opens a space of compassion in me for somebody and especially if I do more worksheets on that and dismantle the negative judgments against myself, then it leaves this space where the natural expression of from me toward this other person is compassion. Oh, I know that energy. <clears throat> I know what it's yeah. like to think I know it all and not listen to a wiser voice. I know what it's like to spend more than I've made. I did... Oh, I, I, I did that out of pain or fear in my past, so this person must be in pain or fear. Let me send them love. Let me extend the energy of love to them and compassion. That's what 6C is about. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Are you breathing? else specifically about these points that we can clarify for you? No, everything has been definitely clarified. Thank you. I okay. One more thing I would mention from what you said earlier. You said something to the effect of, I'm trying to get the most out of every worksheet. And while that's admirable, uh -huh. um, I would encourage you to just keep doing the worksheets even if it's not a perfect process, and even if you don't know exactly what they mean by this phrase or that phrase, and just make notes okay. about it, and then call back when, you know, on a 
further day when our future day when Michael's here or I'm here and just ask those points of clarification then. But there there is no benefit to Oh, I'm I'm still doing the work. Waiting until I get a perfect worksheet process. Oh gosh, no, no. It it wasn't about the perfect one. When I listen to the archive once and go through it again and again, it really helps me and it says to make notes about different things that come up and do a worksheet on those. So I've been I think I've got about twenty pages of notes. So but yes, I'm still doing the worksheets. Yes. Excellent. Congratulations. Congratulations. Millions yet unborn will benefit from the work you're doing here today. I'm complete. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Michelle, we have but... Go ahead. I just wanted to say um, before you go that Erica, um, who's in the chat room here, she had... um, Sorry, I lost where I was chatting with somebody else. Um, just that I think you referenced her um, process as far as um, helping you when you first came on the um, call. Michelle? Yeah. Uh Excuse me. I guess I um I can't uh, find where it is here. I'm trying to do too many things at the same time. So, um, Donna, thank you for calling in. Thank you, Can Donna. Help? Thanks, Michelle. Michelle, go ahead. No one else would end up right now. There's two minutes left in the show here, so. There was um, a point you wanted to clarify about something I was saying earlier. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I've got time for that to even um, language it. So maybe we can do that tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow with you. Is Michael not here tomorrow? No, I just made that up. I'll be here tomorrow. Maybe you will. All right. Well, we have a minute and a half left. I would encourage people to. Go to www.whyagain.org and check out the Reality Management Worksheet process. Also check out the schedule. Michael and Jeannie are going to be doing some intensives in Florida in the lap of luxury. Um, eight, uh, 18 days worth of intensives, and um, that's is on the schedule that's happening in February and March. And in the meantime, come on back uh, the rest of the week, noon central time, and um, in the meantime, have the best year yet of your eternal life. Thank you for listening.